Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here's the talk of the town. Thank you to the Hotel Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton. Welcome back. Man. It's been a couple of weeks. Matter of fact, I haven't been on I haven't been on Talk of the Town or the Middleman Talk Show in a couple of weeks, man. I just I, I feel like I've been out of the loop. I just go ahead and let y'all know I was suspended from the bad behavior. I'm joking. Actually, I've been in Charlotte the last couple of weeks. Shout out to Charlotte, North Carolina. It's a beautiful city. Some great people there. Really big expanding city. It reminds me of Atlanta in the, you know, early 90s. Um, great place. They need to work on their Bojangles, though. The Bojangles had me bubbling a little bit. I know there might be a little too much information, but, you know, this is talk of the town. And that is a talk of my town. It was, it's good, but it's after you got to have some cup of Bismarck with it. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing well this week. Um, Alan is not with us. My co-host Alan, he's not with us this week. Uh, we'll see him We'll hear from him on Sunday on the Middleman Talk Show as well as next Thursday we're talking to town with Nick Eden. I got my man Kevin in the back, you know, man of the board. So, what's going on, man? Well, it's good, man. Glad to have you back. Uh, people wondering yeah. what happened to the show. They thought we canceled your show. You know, the season was up. <laughs> the season was up, and I was demanding too much money. And so, Kevin had some shirts printed up for me, and they said, duh, losing. And he just told me to go home for like two weeks. I was like, well, dang, okay. Yeah, how it is. But, you know, they brought me back, you know. Back by popular demand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's been a crazy week, as usual. Last couple of weeks been crazy in entertainment. Um, looking at the sales charts, we've seen a lot more R&B. What I'm liking about this year, there's two things I'm liking about this year in terms of music business. One the sales have been consistently good. They've been more than good. They've been great. This has been a great year sales-wise so far. 
And it's been mostly from R&B releases. You know, Adele, she's still a UK soul singer. Adele, she's still on the top of the chart. You know, she's running hard. She's like right at, if not over 2 million on hers. Uh, this week alone, uh, Noel Gordine, everybody knows him for his hit song, The River. Uh, he's back with his new album, um, Fresh, The Definition. Um, great album, by the way. Just found out recently that that uh, one of, one of my friends, A and R, the project, they pulled a Kev, they pulled one of those old Muscle Shoals uh, moves. You know where they used to send the artists down to Alabama and Mississippi mm-hmm. to uh, to record and get some hits. They sent Noel down to Birmingham. Mm. And, uh, Alvin Garrett. Um, if anybody is familiar with Ruben Stutter, obviously Ruben Stutter's band, Just a Few Cats. Alvin Garrett is the co-founder of it. And so he A&R and um, co-executive produced uh, the new album. Ruben Stutter actually has two songs that he co-wrote on there. So, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's a lot of old soul on there. I like it. It, it kind of gives you that, it gives you that Marvin Gaye kind of feel to it. Like, it's just real, real soul. That Marvin Gaye, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke kind of feel to it. A really good record. You guys need to pick it up. It's called Fresh, The Definition. Um, Kelly Price. Man. Now... Kelly Price has always been consistent. You know, she hasn't put out an R&B album in about six years, but she just released her new R&B album called Kelly, um, led by the singles, the Grammy-nominated single, Tired, as well as the new single, um, Not My Daddy, featuring Stokely of Men Condition, which we've played on uh, Talk the Town with Nick Eden. The album, Kev, I haven't said this about an album in a long time, this album you can press play and just let it ride. Man, that's a rarity nowadays. Exactly. I can't remember the last time I had a record that I could just press play and I could just put the remote down. It's been a long time since I've been able to do that. It's classic Kelly with updated sound and it's actually tied into our topic today. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, Music Soul Child released his new uh, album. Uh, Magic in the Music, and it's another, it's another one. Like music has been consistent. He's always consistent with giving us good music, and he hasn't disappointed this time around. Uh, it's a great album. It's led by the first single, uh, Anything, that uh, also features um, Twist Beat. And man, it's just it, this was a good week in R&B. Now, entertainment in general, there's been a lot going on. There's been a lot going on just today. Uh, Media Takeout reported, and uh, I'm sorry, I refuse to click on this. And anybody who goes to my website, rnblover.com, will not see this on the site. Brian McKnight. <sighs> Brian McKnight got naked pictures, y'all. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Just sit down, man. Just <laughs> go to the studio. He makes great music. Hey, you know, man. Just... Left field story, man. I know this kind of out there, though. When I was in high school, I used to work for the Holiday Inn in the kitchen. I was like Rick Wallace, a dishwasher. Guess who I serve at the Holiday Inn? Brian McKnight? Yes, sir. That is one tall black man. Yeah, he is. As a matter of fact, I, when I was in the airport in Charlotte just a couple of days ago, I saw him. That's a tall dude. Yeah. Big yeah. tall dude. He likes his hamburgers well done. (laughs) 
soon. Now, once again, you won't see the story on rnvlover.com, nor will you see it other or hear it other than what I'm telling you right now. You know, but ladies, if you want to see it, and I guess some of you guys want to see it, it's on mediatakeout.com. Head on over there. Take a look. There's some other crazy news. Uh, Tony Braxton, she's um, back in the news. She, uh, we, we all know that Tony Braxton has a new reality show out called uh, Braxton Family Values, and it's featuring her and her entire crazy family. But uh, she's back in the news again. She's completed uh, one of those, one of the financial courses that they make you take when you're in bankruptcy. And so she's got her certification now, and she's she's got her little certificate, and now she can put it up on the wall next to the one that she had the last time she filed for bankruptcy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe that was the associate. How you go to class for bankruptcy? This is what I want to know. Who paid the tuition? <laughs> but like it's like second time. Like how many times? It's like it's like if you keep going for, for anger management, just look, they're gonna put you in jail. Like it's just yeah. something out. But you know, she says that she's you know she's coming out of it. You know, a lot of her medical bills is the reason that she's filed for bankruptcy and everything. And you know, we we wish Tony Braxton the best, man. She she does good music. You know, she she's had some timeless records. You know, I want to see her succeed, but we'll you know we'll see how that story develops. Um, now you had to be living under a rock or in a cave not to know that uh, President Barack Obama he got him, y'all. He uh, they got Osama bin Laden. Shocked me because uh, they didn't find him in a cave or in a hole like they did Saddam. This dude was at the house chilling in Pakistan, one of our allies. What do you say to that? Huh. Um, this is coming right off the foot. Man, buddy, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not saying it from that standpoint. Like, I don't believe that they had nothing to do with it. I think he's been dead, man. Real talk. Well, you know what I tell everybody Because, you know, it's been the rumors that he's been dead for quite some time I I tell people um, all the time He put it to rest Okay, we we can accept that Yeah, we can accept that Yeah, President Obama put it to rest You know And subsequently, his his approval rating has jumped um, At least 10% In the last two days Um which you know he was he was kind of down there for a second you know it was almost under forty percent now it's up to fifty six percent but they said it's a problem though yo well they said it's a problem if your approval rating jumps like that and you know you lagging in key area which we all know that the job sector is the main thing that most Americans are are complaining about or having a problem with if he don't focus on that between now. In elections, he's gonna have a problem. And I'm not. I'm not saying he's gonna create the jobs like talking about, but you know what I mean. He has to do something. Yeah, and I, I understand that. I think my biggest thing about it is, you know, nobody's giving credit for is it is unemployment is diminishing. Employment is, is on is, it's on the rise. It's a slow process, you know. It is a slow process. You, you got to give it a little time. 
Now, this is my next thing for those people out there who have legitimately been, you know, affected by the, the economy and the lack of jobs. You know, that's one thing. But for the other cats that's just sitting down at the house, burning CDs, you weren't trying to get a job before then. Please don't complain about it now. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I got into this big discussion on Facebook about it, and I, I think I'm just over it at this point. You know, everybody has their criticisms of the government and everything, but I keep telling people at the end of the day, this is still the greatest country on earth. Try going somewhere else where they kill you. Hey, if you speak out against our leader, we'll kill you. We'll kill your kids. We'll rape your wife. Yeah. Torture her, and then kill her. You know, try that somewhere else. Yeah. You know, but for right now, you know, just nobody stays on the high for a long time. We had, you got to think about it, we had eight years of Bill Clinton, who did an extraordinary job. No one can deny that. But prior to that, you had eight years of Reaganomics, four years of beating around the bush. And then after Clinton left, you had eight years of beating around the bush again. You know, it's only so much the country can take. He's spending his entire first term trying to erase a lot of the, the stuff that was done for eight years. You know, give the man a chance. Plus, I don't think the, the I, like, honestly, the leading Republican right now in terms of votes is Donald Trump. So I don't really think they have that good of a chance. I'm just saying. I hope he get up there. I really do. I hope. I pray. I pray that Donald Trump makes it up to that point. Well, he's the leading candidate for the Republican Party. I just say this much: I think it's a. I think it, this goes to show how strong, or or the lack of strength in the Republican Party, when the two top, you know, names mentioned in running for president are Donald Trump, and Sarah Palin, reality stars. He's got to say something for that party. Yeah. I'm just saying, though, man. Donald Trump, get in there. You just seen the way President Obama eats his butt at that party. Man, that was ridiculous. But my favorite part was the guy, Seth, Seth Myers, when he got up there and he said, you know, Donald Trump says he has a good relationship with the blacks. And the only way that's true is that the blacks are a family of white people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the cake would be. Uh, I'm talking about boys are proud about ain't murking about that hair. Man, you talking about that steel wool? That thing does not move. <laughs> I think this. I think his hair is the weapon of mass destruction. I'm just saying. Bulletproof. Speaking of uh, President Obama, which also kind of segues into our topic today, you know, unlike another president during a, tra- a, a tragic time in in American history. After the tornadoes hit a couple weeks ago, President Barack Obama went immediately to the southern state to check on the damage. They, of course, declared a state of emergency. You know, they have, they're starting the whole process of FEMA. They're getting it, like they're getting the people to help. They helped in a timely fashion. They didn't wait and just wait and wait and let the people sit. And a big shout out, like a lot of our listeners, you know, for those of you who don't know, um, three of the middlemen, we are from Mississippi originally. Um, Alan still lives in Mississippi. Kevin and myself, 
we, we all three of us are from Mississippi, and a good bit of our listeners, you know, reside in Mississippi. So, to everybody down there that is is, is going through this right now, you know, keep your head up. This has been tough. You know, it's been tough on 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 Mississippi the last six years. You know, between Hurricane Katrina, these tornadoes, you know, Haley Barber, it's just been rough. You know, it, it, it it's been rough. So I want to send my prayers out to to everybody down there affected by there. If you if you come out of this unaffected, you know, it's a blessing. Pay it forward. Help those down there who need it. So now this goes into our topic today: Malico Records. Malico Records. Now that let me tell you how this subject got started. I was listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show last Tuesday. Um, if you if you guys will remember earlier in the year, um, I was featured on the Steve Harvey Morning Show and the Steve Harvey Project on Centric and the New Star Project. It's the, the project aimed at helping fingers get national exposure and money in the process. And I was listening because a good friend of mine, she was on there last week. There was another young lady that was from Mississippi, and she was explaining to uh, Mr. Harvey, and don't get me wrong, I have an enormous amount of respect for Steve Harvey. He's done a lot to help music in general. He's definitely done a lot to help me. You know, I appreciate it. But when she went to explain to him the devastation to Malico Records, clearly which he wasn't too familiar with, you know, he did his his comedic thing, and he kind of went in. You know, and he was calling, you know, everybody wants to take credit for this or everybody wants credit for this and Malachi Records and, and they haven't done this. And, and it's just like, wow. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, people don't realize how influential Malico Records was, still is. If you're not familiar with Malico Records, the Jackson Bay, Jackson, Mississippi-based record label, it's the largest blues and gospel label in the country. And its contributions to music over the last 40 years, 40, 50 years, really, have been astonishing. But a lot of times they go unnoticed, you know. Nowadays, we live in the era of music where the CEOs of the, the record companies are in the videos and, you know, everybody's got a sign and they're throwing it up, they're saying, bad boy, no limit, disturbing the teeth, all this stuff. Meanwhile, Malico Records has just been a consistent label that has consistently put out good product and has lasted the time. It's outlasted Pack Records. It's outlasted Chess Records. It's outlasted Motown. Everybody who's had their, you know, their, their big payday in glory and, oh, we were this and that, this label has outlasted most of them. And the fact that it's based in Mississippi itself is a, that's, that's a testament to the staying power that they have you know it's not New York it's not Los Angeles it's not Atlanta it's not Nashville this is Jackson Mississippi you have a successful company that has been making hits and they're still making hits to this day they were severely affected by the tornadoes that hit a couple weeks ago Um, I just went on if you're on Facebook you can actually go to the, the, the public page Malico Music Group and they posted the pictures and Kev, I got to tell you, because you know this is a historical. This is listed as a historical building, right? You know, and it's it was completely devastating. The studio, you know. Let, let me just spit off some of the artists that have been there. Johnny Taylor, blues legend. I mean, come on, Johnny Taylor. 
the Mississippi Mass Choir. It don't oh, get yeah. any bigger in gospel than the Mississippi Mass Choir. You know, Bobby Blue Band, Mississippi Fred for all you blues heads out there. You know, uh, the Soulsters, ZZ Hill. Uh, the Pointer Sisters were down there recording. Uh, Marvin Cease, and even on to some of our modern artists today. Um, Kelly Price, who we mentioned earlier, her new album is distributed by Malico Records. Uh, B. Hemp, for you, you guys that are in the hip hop, the the Ricky Bobby song that was distributed by Malico. So So Def, Jermaine Dupri's label, So So Def, is distributed by Malico, which includes himself, his artist Dondria. Um, Cupid, everybody knows him for the Cupid Shuffle. He's under Malico. Heavy D, a hip-hop legend, he released his reggae album under Malico Records. Like, it's been a constant staple in music for years, from soul to blues to gospel to mainstream R&B. You know, it, it, it's been there, it's done that, and now it's, it's no longer there. Now, Kev, I can ask you this for... For the years and years that you've been in the music business and, and all of your experience, you know, you've seen independent record labels come and go, correct? Right. Right. I'm trying to figure out, I guess, it takes a lot. People don't understand what it takes to actually start, run, and successfully operate a recording company. For them, the last the times and not be located in a major city, why don't you think they get the, the, the respect that they deserve? Because of where they are. And also the genre that they put out. I mean, you know, you know, you can't name too many other labels that you know that actually put out gospel music and blues artists. You know it, I know it. And also being in the heart of Dixie, which is Jackson, Mississippi. You know, they're not going to pay too much attention to them, even though uh, they put out like numerous artists that made a lot of great music. You know, they still, they still, like you said, they're not getting that recognition. They probably, um, you know, people know the music. They know the history of the artists, but they don't know the history of that, of that label. It's like, it's like Motown, not even knowing Motown existed. You know what I mean? That that doesn't even make sense. That's how Malico is. Right. Like they don't really put two and two together with the label and the artist. Well, it just seems to me like, you know, they, they give, and I'm not taking anything away from any of the other labels that put out black music, you know, in the quote-unquote golden age of, of, of the golden era of music. I'm not taking anything away from Motown. Motown did wonderful things. Wonderful, and they put out legendary artists. You know, I'm not taking anything away from Chess Records. Chess Records put out some legendary artists. This is my thing about it, though. They were... Motown was in Detroit, and even though Detroit was not a music town, it was still a major city. Right. Chess Records was in Chicago. Chicago was a major city. Stax Records was in Memphis. Memphis was a major city. People that now flock to Georgia, back in the day, they were flocking to Tennessee because they knew if they could get to Nashville or to Memphis, they could still start their music career. So they did it in these cities that there was access to all of this, but here you have this other label that was competing with and they were doing it out of Jackson, Mississippi. And in my opinion, that in itself is a testament of the greatness of that company. To yep. not major metropolis and to still be able to 
compete on the chart with all these other labels that have all these bells and whistles. Now, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to go into our first song. Okay, this is one of my favorite releases from the um, Malico catalog. And uh, this is Johnny Taylor. Y'all, we're going a little old school today. We're grown over here. I don't know if y'all know this. And we love all types of music. We're grown over here. And so this this is a tribute to Malico today. So we're going to play one of my favorite Malico releases, and that's Johnny Taylor. Good love. This is the Middleman Present, Talk of the Town with Nick E on Blog Talk Radio. That was Johnny Taylor with Good Love. I told y'all we get we we grown around here. We oh, yeah. we grown around here. We don't we don't play. And you know what? A lot of people might think 
that song is old. That song was released in 1996. It surely was. In the, hey, in the heyday of Bad Boy and No Limit, the East Coast, West Coast, whole thing, you had a blues album to go platinum. Southern you know Soul. I ain't gonna lie, I got tired of that song, though. Let me tell you why. They played the hell out of it. I stayed across the street from a jug joint. I'm talking about a hole in the wall. And them old folks used to come out that little drunk air night, yeah, with that bottle of beer in their hand. That big old Man, let me tell you. They drunk as hell with Gary Curl. My first real paying job in the music business, I was singing blues. I was singing background for a blues singer in Alabama. And it's, it's been so long, I really can't even remember his name. But um, the blues crowds, man, they come ready. You know, these, 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 these hip-hop crowds nowadays, you know, they want you to impress. You have to impress me. They sit back with their arms folded. You impress me with what you got. Same thing with the R&B crowd, the neo soul crowd. You got to impress them. Them blues people, they come ready. Yes, they do. What I tell you, they come. They they ready before they leave the house. They ready in the car on the way there. They oh, yeah. ready while they're there. When they oh, leave, yeah. with that everything, and they are gonna party until the sun comes up. Seriously, them jokers is ready to go. <laughs> like yeah. Guys, right. Look, if you're just tuning in, this is the Middleman presents Talk the Town with Nick Eaton on Blog Talk Radio. We are talking about what has been called the last. Soul companies, Malico Records, Mississippi-based Malico Records that was devastated two weeks ago by the tornadoes that hit south and parts of the Midwest. And this is a usual, this this is kind of a break from what we usually talk about on Talk to Town. We talk about a lot of current topics and everything. But in my opinion, one, Malico is still very current, still very, very relevant, and I don't think that they get the respect they deserve. And so, hey, if you don't like it, there's a little red button at the upper right-hand corner. If you're listening on the website, and it says broadcast your own show. The middlemen are taking a proactive effort in helping to maintain the legacy of good music and introduce to the new good music and give it as much exposure as we can. If we can only do it for three hours a week. We're going to do the best that we can to, to let you know that there's still good music out there. This company's still putting out good music. Oh, yeah. They're still putting out good music. I was just, just like I said, this Kelly Price album, from beginning to end, from beginning to end, it is a, it is, it is a great, it's one of her best. This is definitely one of her best. And... Malico Records is right behind it. If you're not familiar with them, this company was started in 1962. Founded by Tommy Couch, Will Stevenson, and Mitchell Moose. These three guys had a vision of bringing real music. Now, a lot of times when you listen to people talk about music and from the South and everything, they'll say, oh, well, we, you know, they, you hear about the muscle show sound. And I love Alabama. Everybody knows I spent a great, you know, great deal of time in Alabama. But, you know, Alabama wasn't the only place that was getting a lot of these artists shipped down to them. They were getting shipped down to Mississippi, too. You know, like I said before, the Pointer Sisters. They couldn't get a hit. They sent them down to Malico. They came back with hits. Dorothy Moore. We'll play one of, We'll play her classic record, Misty Blue, just a little bit later on. 
the label started off is that it got its first distribution deal through Capitol Records. You know, sold there. It went and it, it dealt with Stax Records a little bit in Atlantic, and it realized that you know what we can do the same thing. You know, we don't necessarily need the major labels. We can put out our own product. We can turn a profit with our own albums. They had millions and millions of records sold independently. And I'm not being funny, but that's a model that a lot of these artists are aspiring to do today. So you really need to pay attention to this. Because the model that they put forth, the model that they put out there, is a model that has made a lot of people rich and successful in this business. And you got to pay attention to your roots. And for those out there that are saying, oh, man, you know, it's hard for me to make it. You know, I don't live in Atlanta. I don't live in New York. I don't live in L.A. How am I going to make it? And I live in, 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 in hot coffee, Mississippi. That's a city, by the way. <laughs> that is a city. Hot coffee, Mississippi is a city. But people say, I can't make it because I don't live in these large areas. Well, neither did they. You know, it, it wasn't more concerned. People nowadays, I think, have people, the problem that artists have is they think like unsigned artists instead of independent artists. There's a difference between unsigned and independent. You know, and it's that independent mindset that, especially in the climate of this music business today, is what's going to get you to the top. You've got a model right here, and you've got a, how to, you've got a model on how to do it in a, what's considered a small town. I want to talk a little bit about the legacy that this has left for the new artists. Think about the artists that we've had to come from Mississippi, even the ones that don't give credit to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that later. But I want to talk about the legacy that that, that this has left. You have artists like David Banner. You have artists like Big Crit, Bobby Valentino, Snoop Dogg, Redman. See, people don't they don't they don't think about that. They think, oh, Snoop Dogg, he, he represents the West Coast. No, sir. He may represent the West Coast, but that boy is from Mississippi. Am, am I wrong, Kevin? Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong. You're right. They got a documentary coming out when he opened his grandma's house, and guess where she at? Mm-hmm. Him, Ray J, Brandy. I was just about to say, Ray J and Brandy, they can, they can scream L.A. all they want, but at the end of the day, they are from Macomb, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Population four. <laughs> and I am. And, and two of them work at the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, sir. But it can happen. It can happen. We always want to inspire artists out there that are trying to get their music out. We want to give you guys a way to do it. This is one of the ways. These guys say, you know what? Because after a while, they were like, we're not going to sit there and try to keep up with the Joneses. Barry Gordy was obsessed, absolutely obsessed with remaining on top of the pop charts at all costs. Malico said, you know what? You can have it. Give us 25000 to 50000 a record, and we're going to be just fine. And it was that mindset that has made them last for the last 50 years. There's not too many labels. There's been a lot of labels, major and independent, that have come and gone in that time. And Malico's still here. Yep. Now, they said for a second, you know, that they may not rebuild. 
But um, I am happy to announce that they, they, they said we are going to rebuild. It may not necessarily be in the same place, but they are going to rebuild. They have a lot of actions they're developing right now. You know, they have other interests. You know, a lot of people don't know all you independent artists out there. You may not know who Malico is, but you know who Seleco Hits is, of which they own half of it. You know, I guess my biggest thing about it is, is that they've been, they've been what a recording company is supposed to be. It's about the music. It's not about, oh, this is Malico and we got to get Malico t-shirts and everybody's got to shout out the name. No, they make it about the music. They make it about the music. And they still, I mean, it's, they, <laughs> yeah, I, I put it to you like this. Those blues shows that they do, those Southern Soul shows that they do, they still have, they have their own radio station, everything. They still do this on a very large scale. You think about it, what label is putting out blues music still? Um, I really can't even say. You can't. You can't. Cause there are none. Yeah. There there are none. Yeah, and you, these blues shows are still selling out. Mhm. Oh man, if man, if you boy boy, you can go anywhere what? in the south and sell out a blues show. Period. Exactly. You get Sir Charles, you you to throw the game in the what? Exactly. Sir Charles will draw a crowd bigger than Chris Brown in a second. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it with now you got some you have an artist like Sierra, no disrespect to Sierra, but you have an artist like Sierra who has trouble, you know, packing houses at her concert. But then you got TK Soul who is filling, I'm talking about filling these auditoriums up, filling these parks up, four and five big stages. And because Malico was forward-thinking enough to say, we're going to concentrate on the market that nobody else is, it's made successful. Look at gospel. I'll give you two names right now, BB and CC, who still tour the world over and over and over and they still put out records and they still continue to break records within gospel Malico the Mississippi Mass Choir is the most well known choir in the world in the world oh yeah they tour Japan they tour Europe but yet this company they don't get that respect have we gotten to the point in the music business that it's more about who you're signed to than what the company actually does for you? Have we really gotten to that? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I seriously, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, they'll probably look sideways at somebody saying, "Oh, I signed a deal with Malico," and. They'll um, they'll say, "Oh, I signed Bill Malco." They'll look at him crazy. But if you sit there and say, "Oh, I signed Grant Hustle last week," <laughs> oh, it's a big party now. I got a chain. I got this. I got that. Grant Hustle has put out maybe five artists, maybe. But we're so concerned with name recognition. Like, what? What can you really say? 
What can you really say? And you know what? I wish. I, I, let me ask you this, Kevin. Have you talked to Charlie in the last couple of weeks? Has he, has he called into the show? Um, he's actually. Uh, he may be listening right now. Uh, he texted me and uh, he said he should be calling in. Uh, hopefully, he may be okay. calling in before the show is over. He, Charlie, was on my mind when 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 everything happened, when the tornadoes hit and everything. And you know, that's just. I think, in, in, in my opinion, and, and guys, listen to the Middleman Talk Show before, and you listen to Talk of the Town with Nick Eaton, you've heard Charlie call in, he always has this knowledge, he has done enormous things in his music business, and to me, he is a personification of what Malico Records was, you know, a silent killer, mm-hmm. you know, he, they did, they fact, did more movies than he is now. We have Charlie on the Charlie. line now. Charlie, what's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing, brother? What's going on? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, man, we can hear you. How you holding up, man? Uh, we're doing good. How about you? Man, pretty good, man. Just trying to uh, bring the light. You know some of the accomplishments of our state that you know, and, and bring to light this tragedy, man. I was saying a little earlier that um, I first had the idea of doing this show after Steve Harvey just kind of downplayed the destruction of Malico Records when it was mentioned to him on his show, and I was just like, man, you know, for everything that they've done over the last fifty years, you know, for someone and like I said, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Mr. Harvey, but. You would think that he would have more of an appreciation for a company that has consistently put out, you know, good music. Well, where, well, well, first of all, where is Mr. Harvey from? He's uh, from Cleveland. Yeah. He's from Cleveland. He's Ohio. He's from Cleveland. Okay, first of all, him being a northerner, he may not appreciate it, although I can't understand why anybody from Cleveland would appreciate uh what Malico is given, considering there is someone I've visited Cleveland at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, and listened to the radio, there was as much reverence for Southern music. Most of it at the time that I was hearing was hip-hop. But you also have to understand that there are a certain amount of people who may not have an appreciation for Malico's rich legacy and tradition simply because they don't have an appreciation of black music. Uh, if you have an appreciation of black music, then you will know that um, Malico was the home of some of the great uh, artists of our time. Uh, Johnny Taylor was on, was recorded in the latter part of his career on Malico. Z.B. Uh, Hill, um, uh, Bobby Blue Bland, yep. uh, McKinley Mitchell, uh, not to mention some of the great funk bands like Free. And showing up, Magnafunk. Many of you may know uh, Freedom uh, from uh, their song Get Up and Dance, which became one of the famous breakbeats for KRS One, uh, You Must Learn remix. Yeah. Uh, for Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five's record Freedom. They, it was their breakbeat. They liked the record so much they named the song Freedom in honor of the group. Uh, right. But the legacy of the blues and R&B and Southern Soul, Malico is one of the leading uh, labels in the world for Southern Soul. Yeah. 
So anyone that doesn't appreciate that legacy has doesn't have an understanding of black music, and particularly contemporary black music. Um, you know, I'm sorry that Mr. Harvey felt that way, but that's a this is a, a national treasure. Uh, or should be declared a national treasure, but but certainly it is a state treasure for the Mississippi uh, folks of Mississippi. Um, and you want to hear something interesting was uh, one of the house that the police remember when the police ran into my house and we had to move. That house was literally mm-hmm. down the street from Nalico. Hmm. Hmm. That yeah. Man, you guys yeah. got me looking through some things, and I'm just really tripping off the fact that how many, because uh, before you got on, Charlie, you know, Nick was going over some of the artists um, that were from Mississippi, and uh, I mean, I'm just looking, I'm, I'm, I got a list right here, and I'm just looking through some of the people um, that were from, I did not know David Ruffin uh, was from Mississippi. From Meridian, Mississippi, yes, yep. he was. From Meridian. Did you know Michael Henderson was from Vicksburg, Mississippi? No, uh, I'm tripping. Yeah, Michael Henderson, tripping. the guy who did uh, Be Broke, Be My Girl, performed it. Uh, sending you this Valentine, Wide Receivers from Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, yeah. One of the members of Ray Goodman and Brown is from Jackson, Mississippi. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, and it, I tell you, it yeah. was another one. Um, I didn't know that um, Gene Knight, uh, Mister Big Stuff. Everybody Mr. knows Mr. that. Mister Big right. Stuff is from Mississippi. Uh, I they, tell you, I um, Oliver Sane, Oliver Sane, S A I N. Look him up. One of the jazz uh, funk, uh, well, really like instrumental funk group. He did a song called Bus Stop. Uh, he's from Mississippi. I did a tweet about him a few, uh, maybe about two weeks ago. Um, I'm trying to take it from the off. The uh, the the boy Tony Tony Tony. Mm-hmm. I'm from Mississippi. You know that's why when they say born not to know, they say we want you to hear that bass way down in Mississippi. That's where they're from. Uh, Two Shorts' father's from Mississippi. He spent summers here. Oludara, the jazz musician who's not his father, is from Mississippi. Uh, Cassandra Wilson, the great. Uh, jazz singer, Grammy Award winning jazz singer is from Jackson, Mississippi. I actually went uh, to college with her. Uh, Gwen Dickey from Rolls Royce. Mm-hmm. She's Gwen from Dickey from Rolls Royce. She's from Mississippi. Sure is. Yeah. I mean, it's a rich, and I think that, pe- that I think that's my biggest thing. Like, I don't think people recognize. And I asked Kev a little earlier. I was like, you know. There's a rich, rich, rich legacy and heritage in black music and music, period. Mm-hmm. Music, period, coming out of here, and particularly coming from Malico Records, and it just it upsets me a little bit because it's just like you'll recognize the Motown. And like I said, not taking anything away from Motown, not taking anything away from Stax or Chess or any of them, but there's a rich... They did these in major cities, especially major cities at the time. This was done in Jackson, Mississippi, which they overlooked constantly. They constantly yeah. overlook Mississippi when it comes to music. And you have this label that has outlasted all of them. Well, I, I think what you have to understand is that the stigma of Mississippi, that the people, when they tend to think of Mississippi, they tend to think of we're country, we're backwards, we're uneducated, we're the poorest state in the union. 
uh, we're, uh, you know, last in everything, so they figure we must be last in music, too. Never mind the fact that we are the birthplace of the new blues, uh, which all forms of music flow from. All forms. You, you know, all forms of popular, American popular music has its backbone in the blues, whether it's rhythm and blues, uh, a.k.a. rock and roll, whether it's jazz, whether it's uh, funk, hip-hop, all of it could not exist had it not been for the blues. It's all predicated on the blues. And where is the birthplace of Mississippi? Blues, Mississippi. Yeah. You know, we got, produce, they're trying to give that credit to Tennessee, by the way. I've, they've tried well, to wait, wait, wait. Who, who's, that, who's trying to give the birthplace of blues to Tennessee? We're trying to do that. Man, I've heard it. I've heard it on interviews and 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 VH1. They did a VH1 sold the documentary a couple of years. I mean, it just oh, and you, I'm just you like, can't, I mean, no, 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 you can't, you can't go by VH1 sold. Those people aren't necessarily uh, well versed in black music in the history of black music. I mean, let's be realistic. Now, I'm not taking anything from Tennessee. Tennessee can say that they are, you know. Uh, that they've had, a, they have a rich legacy and a tradition with Stacks and High and all those great uh, record labels that came out of there. But when it comes to the blues, the majority of the blues musicians who got their start in Memphis, guess where they came from? Mississippi. You are exactly right. Oh. And piggybacking off of that. You have those the the larger labels that when they brought their when they needed to break their records mm-hmm. they had to break break records on black radio where did they go to they had to come down to Mississippi mm-hmm. you know and I, and my thing is now it's like what's next for Malico what's next for Malico. You know, they said they're going to rebuild. You know, they they start to make a foray back into, you know, urban contemporary. Like I said, they have the release of this new Kelly Price album. Jermaine Dupri's label is now distributed by Malico. You know, B-Hamp, Cupid. You know, they have this they have this new generation of urban contemporary artists. What's next for them? Because a lot of people say, oh, the building is destroyed. It's over. I don't think that's the case. No, 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 no. They're going to rebuild. They, they, from what I understand, now this is uh, what I've been able to gather from their sister company, Selecto, um, that even though their main building was destroyed, they're going to rebuild. The studio is still somewhat intact. The equipment is intact. Uh, some of the catalog, the majority of the catalog is okay. And uh, as long as they have the masters and the studio they're going to rebuild, I think, in Richmond, which is, you know, a suburb of, outside of Jackson. So they're still mm-hmm. going to be here. Uh, there was talk, um, well, Memphis was trying to persuade them to move up to Memphis, but I'm happy that they decided to remain in the, in the greater Jackson area, if not Jackson. Uh, right. ma- the majority of their uh, artists, uh, particularly their studio musicians, are from Jackson. Um, I know like uh, Rufus Knapp who's a percussionist he's a good friend of mine we went to college together we're one of my best friends um, that's I Jackson who's done some work for them in the past and continues to do work uh, 
worked with uh, McKinley Mitchell, worked with uh, Johnny Taylor, worked with Susie um, Hill. He's still there. He's still dropped in and out. Um, I believe that they will stay and stay vibrant and strong. I think they're they're, and this is just me talking. I believe that their their foray into contemporary music is a good move. I personally would like to see them uh, reach in their own backyard and sign or cultivate some talent that's here. Mm-hmm. I I agree. Uh, you know that that that's my problem with them. But other than that, I, I, as long as that catalog is there, and remember, they not only have their own catalog, they have Chimneyville's catalog, and they have Ace Records' catalog. So as long as they have that catalog, they'll be vibrant, at least in, in the United States, which uh, they'll certainly be vibrant abroad. You know, while we right. don't respect Southern Soul as mainstream popular music today, uh, Europe is still strong. It's still, you know, Japan is still strong. Um, I believe personally that uh, we need to, as Mississippians, we need to champion our own art and artistry, our own artists and artistry. Uh, because if we don't do it, who else will? Okay, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Nobody. And I think we have, if nothing else, I think for the for the legacy of the music of Mississippi, we have a blueprint. Like I said, this label has, it's been, Charlie, you can attest to this, there have been hundreds of labels that have come and gone since Malico was founded. Yeah. yeah. And for them and, to and, still and, be standing. And, and independent, you know, most importantly, independent, because understand this, Motown came and gone, it, you know, they're still around, but they're no longer the entity they once was. That is gone. Uh, High is gone. Uh... Philly uh, International is gone for all practical purposes. Um, you can't think of any other labels. I mean, Flight Time's gone. LaFace is gone. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a lot I of mean, labels gone. That's a lot of labels. Sun is is a shadow of itself right there. Talk, speaking of Memphis, it's not it's not there. You know, Selecto Hits is really the remnant of Sun, and Malico owns Selecto Hits. Exactly. Did you know that? Yep, we were talking about that a little earlier. And then, and then let's let's also, even though uh, Malico is known for Southern Soul, Malico also put out gospel records. The Mississippi Mass Choir was through the gospel records. The Williams Brothers came through Malico. Blackberry Records was distributed through Malico. They won Dove Awards. BB and CC Whining. BB and CC Whining. Uh, and not only that, they've done jazz records. Bobby Humphrey has put out records on Malico. So Malico was a full-fledged record label. Yeah. And I think they provide a model. I think, if nothing else, I think that us as Mississippians, like, in terms of entertainment, they provide a model of an independent company that can stand the time. And I think well, that's my I'm, biggest message in doing the show tonight, to be able to stand the time. They have a legacy, and they are still relevant. They're still very relevant. So they're extremely relevant. Jermaine Dupree, for him to go to Selecto, after being the head of Def Jam, 
being the head of Virgin Records, for him to come to Selecto hit says, I mean, not Selecto, Malico, mm-hmm. says something about Malico. And it also says something about Jermaine Dupree. Understanding now, at, at this stage in the game, I wish he would have understood it earlier, how important yeah. being an independent artist is. You know? Um, and how important it is to align yourself with a strong independent label. The one thing about Selecto hits that I do know, I mean, I keep saying Selecto, my bad, a Malico, that I do know is that Malico, they're not, they're, they're very frugal in how they approach records. They usually, mm-hmm. uh, they don't put a lot of money in them, and they, they work for the network that they've worked for years. Right. And because they're independent, there's no, there's no need for them to force the artist to try and do a, a radio hit. Because they know if as long as this record is going to sell fifty to sixty thousand units, they're good. Yep. And you would actually think that more people, especially nowadays in the current climate of the music business, that that would be a model that people would take. You know, everybody's so concerned about getting that huge radio hit, and everybody's so concerned about getting on one hundred six and Park. And at the end of the day. They're not putting up numbers. They're not putting up numbers that are substantial enough for them to get back what they put out. You know, well, money I, that they've been forced into this. I think that people who are involved in the main, who sign with major labels, if you have one or two people who are involved, with, you have young people who really don't understand that that model that the majors are following is a dead or dying model. So they wind up going to it because they see, you know, okay, this is how I can get on TV, this is how I can get, you know, on radio, and this is how I can get mass acceptance. Then you have other artists who may know in the back of their mind that it's a dead model, uh, but at the same time, they want to be famous, and they're willing to give up a certain amount of freedom, a certain amount of uh, money. Because when you really sign with a major label, really what you're doing is giving up the majority of your money that you just made off your music. You're giving it away to the record company. This is true. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show, guys, and Charlie, I, I, one, I, I'm, I'm glad that you're okay. Everything, you know, is fine for you. I'm glad to hear from you. Um, like I said Thank at the you. beginning of the show, we definitely want to send out all of our prayers. Like we said, most three of us, um, three of the middlemen, we're from Mississippi, you know. And it's not just about Mississippi, just in general. Anybody who's been affected by this disaster, we definitely send our prayers out to you. Like I said, between Hurricane Katrina, these tornadoes, and Haley Barber, Mississippi's gone through hell the last six years. Amen, oh. brother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, it, it, and and I can only think when it happened, it took me back to being down on the coast when Katrina hit, scrounging around trying to find a gas station so, you know, we could try to get a generator going to have lights. I, I understand mm-hmm. it. It takes me back to that. My heart goes out to anybody that's been affected. Like I said before, if you have not been affected heavily, pay it forward. Help someone who is affected. Head forward of someone who has been affected, and we definitely were glad that Malico is going to rebuild, and they're going to stay in Mississippi. We want them to keep thriving, keep putting out great music, 
And hey, you know, hopefully they'll inspire the next great record label from Mississippi. You know, the next great wave of urban artists to come through Mississippi. That's what that's what we're hoping. And like we said, but the middleman, what we want to do is, and we can only do it three hours a week. We want to do our part to help bring back as much good music as possible. We want to do our part to give spotlights to people who are out there putting out real music. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We'll see you this Sunday, Middleman Talk Show, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Next week, next Thursday, 8 p.m., the Talk of Town with Nick Eaton. We'll be back. And I guess there's nothing else to do but to hit that outro. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. All right. Appreciate you, man. No problem. We appreciate you. You all have it. The middle man shouted, Big Crit shouted. Now I ain't sure what you was tuning in to. We'll pay attention to the real talk. What we here for? Go take a listen. Time out. Take a minute. Shout in and learn some. Put your mind and grind the world. You destined to earn some. Linda, ill. Comment on what you hear. Let's figure out this master plan and put this thing in gear. Don't matter if you hood or you corporate. Don't get you got a wheel to do way better than you were doing. Well, then you fortunate. Take a stand. Stop complaining about what you ain't got. Hating on the next man because he was dying to wreck shop. Every Sunday, tune in. Go live 6 p.m. BlogTalkRadio.com. The middle me. Hey. What's happening in the middle man? Hey, what's happening in the middle man? Hey, what's happening? BlogTalkRadio.com, the middle man. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, I'm sitting up here, you know, I ain't mean to be so quiet during the show, but you done piqued my interest. And I'm sitting up here looking at all these people that are from Mississippi, actors and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I heard the rumor that Biblical Fox was from West Point, Mississippi. And I'm looking through this site. She's from West Point, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. The Miss America, Crown Miss America, well, Miss USA 2002. She's from Starsville. They won't mention it, man. I'm telling you, they don't, they don't, they don't they, like to give... Earl Jones. Which I kind of knew that. Well, you can't have a deep voice like that and not be. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Let them wait. I'm talking to myself. I'm just tripping, man. I'm looking at all these people, man. B. Uh, B. B. Richards. She's in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like a lot of people don't realize. That's why I mentioned Gwen Dickey a little earlier of Rolls Royce. A lot of people don't even know who Rolls Royce is, but they know the songs. At the car wash. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the original I'm Going Down before Mary J. Blige did it. That was Gwen Dickey. Yeah. She was I'm the tripping. first artist from the Mississippi Gulf Coast to get a Grammy nomination. Wow. I'm tripping, yo. Well, only thing I would say to everybody, man, have pride in where you're from, no matter how small or how big it is. Just have pride in where you're from. You ain't got to overdo it like something, folks. Just have a little pride. Stop claiming New Orleans and you from Pastor Stan. (laughs) Matter of fact, stop claiming Memphis and your ass from Tulica. 
Right. Claiming Birmingham. You from Macon, Mississippi. What? <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm saying you from Philly. And no, you from Philadelphia, Mississippi. Mississippi. Matter of fact, I'm saying you from the BX. Knowing you from Brooklyn, Mississippi. Yes, there's a Brooklyn, right. Mississippi. Matter of fact, stop claiming you from the A. Saying you from Atlanta, and you know there's Atlanta, Mississippi. Stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, Be proud of where you're from. Tune in next week. Tune in this coming yeah, up, son. Tune in it's this going Sunday. down. Because this is what it's okay. going to be all about. Duh. Winning. And we are. We are. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh. 